Hello and welcome to the AVSJ podcast. This is our second episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm joined with Aaron. Say hello, Aaron. Hello. Um, this episode, we're going to be talking about the Grammys mm-hmm. and doing our own kind of awards show for 2019. Um, the Grammys is kind of like one of the more prestigious, or probably the most prestigious. Yeah, probably the most, yeah. Prestigious music award in the world. And every year, no matter what they do, everyone says... They get it wrong. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah, so we're going to be chatting about that. Before that, sorry for the delay in this episode. <laughs> it's been... Four months? Four or five months. Yeah. Since August. So yeah, I guess five months. Yeah. Um, I was in California... And now I'm back in London for a month yeah. before going back. I was here the whole time, ready <laughs> for you guys. <laughs> um, we actually tried to do a cross con- cross continental episode. Yeah. But we had some technical issues. Yes. Maybe one day it'll be when we're the most famous podcast on the market. We'll release it as a lost tape. Yeah, secret episode. Exactly. And boy, did you miss something. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this episode. Uh, is more about the Grammys and kind of a lot about its neglect of rap and urban contemporary music. Mm-hmm. Um, and ev- we'll be doing our own Grammys later. Yeah. Our own take, our own awards. I mean, our version is going to be like just our own game, really. Yeah. because It's not-, not to say that our thing is the choice. But it is... The people's choice. (laughs) (laughs) It's the AVSJ choice. And our process... To be fair, I would not advise the Grammys to take up our process. Yeah, it's harder than it looks. (laughs) So so there's that. First, we'll have like a bit of a chat about the Grammys and nominations and hip-hop in the Grammys. Mm -hmm. This year's rap nominations were... Best Rap Album of the Year. You had the Dreamville Album. Which was okay. Champions by Meek Mill, I Am, I Was by 21 Savage, Eagle by Tyler Creator, and The Lost Boy by YBN Corday. Do you want to predict who's going to win? Probably Eagle. Jane's so. But it annoys me because it's not a rap album. It's... And I think it probably is the best album in that category. It is the best album in that category. But it shouldn't be in that category. What category should it be in? Probably in urban contemporary. Yes. And very contemporary. Actually, probably in just general album of the year, which is not. Is there like an alternative section? They have alternative for rock, but mm. not for. Yeah. Um, yeah, like it should just be a general section, album of the year. You're right. Alternative section for rock has like James Blake and Bonnie Bear and Vampire Weekend and people like that. Mm. I feel like when it comes to the general categories mm-hmm. then the more beige mainstream yeah. artists kind of get more of a nod and they do kind of i think this year they have tried to do a bit of a nod to youth culture by putting in billy eilish and ariana grande mm. and lil nas x in particular yeah he's all over this yeah um, he got a lot in the general yeah um but is, is anybody actually listening to his album yeah, a Are lot they? of people. Really? A lot of people. His actual album? Mm-hmm. Is that just because you live in America? No, I, it came out before I lived in America. Have you listened um, to it? No, I don't think I have, actually. I listened to Old Town Road and Panini. Yeah. 
Anyway, it seems like this year they've tried to do something, but none of the rap albums were in Album of the Year. And Rap in the Grammys, when it first started, and not when it first started, but when it first became like really prominent during the late 80s, where like Beastie Boys were getting really famous, Public Enemy were like mm. really catching people's eyes, and NWA in particular were getting warrants from the FBI, then that was very defiant and against the regime almost. And the Grammys looked at that and said, that cannot be a part of our process because... They said, ah, uh-uh. Exactly. Because <laughs> I feel like the Grammys was a bit like happy and positive. Mm. And if you've got these people saying, F the police. Oh, gosh. And whatnot. And kind of sticking it to official people, mm-hmm. then people are going to start taking it to the Grammys and saying, you, why, why have you got this? So one of the standout nominations, for example, was that Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff won in ni- 1989 Best Rap Performance. Mm-hmm. And people were kind of like, why is it winning ahead of people like NWA and Public Enemy who were big at the time? and giving a bit more biographical accounts and saying this is what it's like to live in this society and kind of good storytelling. Whereas Parents Just Don't Understand was a bit of a goofy song, a bit of a parody. Parents are the same no matter time, no place. They don't understand that us kids are going to make some mistakes. So to you other kids all across the land, there's no need to argue. Parents just don't understand. Admittedly, there was a lot of that in early rap but it evolved so much in the 80s that like, that was not the main thing about rap. Like people like Grandmaster Flash in The Message had evolved it so it was more like a, a black culture way of saying this is how we live. Mm-hmm. So it's come a long way from parents just don't understand. Admittedly people also say that that's kind of the stick to beat the Grammys with but it wasn't a bad song, Parents Just Don't Understand. <laughs> I, don't, I actually think Will Smith's a decent rapper. Yeah, yeah, controversially. Yeah. He's, no, he's got some songs. But Miami. people kind of were saying, well, I think like because it was the one that won and because it was me- maybe unjust to win, mm. it's kind of like the... And it's the first one. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, you've been making mistakes from the start. Exactly. So yeah, that was just a bit of a history of rap in the Grammys. Because since then, like, they, they, they get a bit of a shout, but it's considered that they don't get a fair look in. Yeah, I mean, Kendrick, Macklemore or Macklemore? What'd you go for? I say Macklemore, but I feel like I might be saying it wrong. I think it's spelled Macklemore. Not important. Macklemore. <laughs> that was like a big deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, where even is he now? Yeah. And I mean, and that was one of probably the most important albums yeah. of the decade. And more recently was Bruno Mars beating Kendrick and Jay-Z yeah. for Rap Album of the Year. Oh, no, for just Album of the Year, sorry. Yeah. Which was, I mean, I didn't actually, I did like 24 Karat Magic. That is a good song. <laughs> but it didn't make me think like I need to listen to the rest of this album. No. Whereas 444 in particular was, was like incredible. such an introspective album and so clever in his writing and so clever with the music videos that accompanied it. Favourite Jay-Z album? Definitely up there. Definitely top three. I think it's mine. 
Um, admittedly, Jay-Z's got like a billion so albums. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really gone through them all, but yeah. it's definitely up there, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think the Grammys historically has been a bit mm. so-so with rap. So we thought we'd take it upon ourselves to So, so we change. thought we'd rectify this issue. Yes. I think the issue with this year's nominations and why they are slightly weird, like the hip hop albums, it's kind of a weird selection. And I think that's because there's been no release from a major, one of mm. the like three major artists. So there's been no Drake album, no Kendrick, no J. Cole album where it's just him. Yeah. And so that's why it's a bit more of like a mishmash of like, they don't really know who, who to go to. Yeah. I mean, last year had a Drake album, and mm-hmm. that I don't. I feel like last year Scorpion wasn't nominated for rap album of the year, but it was nominated for maybe R&B. album of the year. Oh really? Oh yeah, it was a weird one, and I was like, well, how can it be in that one but not in the other one? Yeah. Oh, it was last year when Cardi B was winning everything. Yeah, Cardi B won it ahead of Swimming. Yeah. And there mm-hmm. was another. That was quite. It had the Pusha T album, and it had another good album in it. Was it um, the Black Panther album, maybe? I can't remember. Okay, I'm pretty sure it was. Anyway, so yeah, it seems like when you come to the general fields, rap usually doesn't get that much for looking. Nipsey Hustle was Nipsey Hustle. Oh yeah, Nipsey Hustle. <laughs> anyway, yeah, rap doesn't get so much of a look in mm-hmm. when it comes to general. And as a rap-centric podcast, uh-huh. we thought we would probably pick our own choices for Rap Bam of the Year and Song of the Year, but in our own argumentative process. Yes. I think would you like to explain? Well, I was just going to say, partly before we go go on to that, partly the thing with rap is that it's so vast and there's so many rappers and so much like underground going on, more so than like, if you look at the pop field, it's what's going to be popular. So everyone every year is going to be annoyed that their favorite rapper isn't nominated and not getting consideration in the same way that like when the XL list comes out, everyone's like, mm-hmm. oh no, but you guys forgot about him and forgot yeah. about him because there's so much underground that just kind of doesn't get a look in. And then it may be recognized today in our, <laughs> in our contribution slightly. Yeah, so explain, explain the game that we okay. have. Okay, so we were looking at the Grammys and thought this doesn't look right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and we thought, let's make our own list. Let's do uh, album of the year. Let's do song of the year, which has proven quite difficult. And let's do artist of the year. So artist of the year is the one where it's less like our opinion on who's the best artist, but like who had the most important impact yeah. on music and the culture this year. Yeah, because when we were trying to determine the criteria for song and artist. And this is kind of a reflection on the Grammys as well, mm-hmm. because we look to the Grammys definitions as a bit of a guidance to what we should do. Yeah. And they split song of the year into record of the year and song of the year. The song of the year is the songwriters one and record of the years for the producers and the engineers and the mixers and so, and so on. Which isn't a bad idea. No, it's not. But it says award to the artist, doesn't say the criteria, for Song of the Year, Songwriters Award, song is eligible if it was first released or first achieved prominence during eligibility, singles or tracks only. Which is also very contentious. It's, yeah, it doesn't say anything about... 
Is it the best musical song? Is it the most popular? Is it the most mm. have an impact on society? Yeah. So we had like super, super arguments when trying to determine our yeah. own because we couldn't work out if we should be doing the best or if we should be doing the top. Yeah, which is a distinction that we had a lot of issues with and I said was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> what we decided on is... The songs and the albums will be uh, the, the best. best. In our opinion. In our opinion. That's that's the big, 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 big disclaimer. This is all our opinion. And I'm still not entirely happy with all of my opinions. But to determine cultural significance, we made Person of the Year, which is kind of like our time Person of the Year kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, similar. Where we just say, like, this person made a difference to you music. did a good job. Exactly. Like... They have done something and it has shaped music in some way or another. So, for album and song of the year, we each had six nominations and we're doing like a bracket system. This is going to be hard for me to explain. <laughs> so my number one song will go against Jules's number six song and number two against number five and so on. If you follow football and you understand the or playoffs... as well. Yeah, or the playoffs in the championship... Where third plays six and fourth plays fifth, and then yeah. they knock each other out. And, and you narrow it down and narrow it down until, because it's a strange number, there'll be three left at the end, and yeah. then we pick the best one out of that. Yeah. So the way that we said we do it, because as well, we don't want this to be a super long episode, because we probably could get into the nitty gritty of each yeah. album song, but it would just take forever. Uh-huh. So we thought it'd be fun if we do, depending on the thing, Two or three minutes mm. per uh, battle, I yeah. guess. And you have 30 seconds to pitch it each. Yeah. Couple minutes to decide, and then you're on to the next one. So it's a bit of a rush call. Yeah. It'll, I think it'll be yeah. interesting. The other problem may be that as much as we have differing opinions, we will have overlapping answers, and we're going to just have to come to that when we'll cross that bridge as yeah. we come to it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do we now announce our full list? Well, what order should we do it in? What do you want to do first? Let's do album first. Yeah, that's the biggest one. Yeah. And that will take the longest. Let's do, I'll say my number six, you do yours, and we'll go six, six, five, five. You'll say your number six, I'll say mine. Yeah, we'll go back to back to back to back to back. Okay. Okay. You ready? Yep. First nomination for album of the year. In sixth place. In sixth place. Sorry to Bother You by Aerospace. Mm. Aerospace is a very underground artist that I've been a fan of for a while and he's got a new album that came out in December that's the other oh um, yeah we should have mentioned that that's, that's the other difference between the Grammys they are September yeah. to that's, September I did want to mention that so the Grammys eligibility period for this year for yeah. 2019 was October 2018 yeah to the 31st of August 2019 mm-hmm. and I knew that they generally did it around that time, but last time I think it was September 30th. Yeah. So I thought, okay, like, I guess I can kind of... And we originally were going to do it like that. Yeah. But then we realised, like, between August and now, yeah. there's so many good albums that came out. Yeah. And I think it's doubly unfair because albums that came out at the beginning of that time mm-hmm. aren't going to be as talked about when yeah. they do the nomination. Naturally, you remember the things that only just Exactly. Happened. So something like DiCaprio 2 by J.I.D. 
yeah. came out right at the beginning of that eligibility period. And you think like that came out so long ago, I'm not really trying to remember that now. Yeah. However, Truth Hurts by Lizzo. Yeah. Up for record of the year. Mm-hmm. Why men great till they gotta be great? Don't text me, tell it straight to my face. Best friends set me down in the salon chair. Shampoo press, get you out of my hair. Came out in 2017. Woof. Or maybe it was Song of the Year. It's yeah. one of them. Whatever. That's a while ago. Came out in 2017. That's the whole rose to prominence thing. Yeah, because mm. it says it was prominent this year, therefore mm. it's eligible. I think that is complete nonsense. <laughs> because, like, anything could get another chance of winning a yeah, Grammy. Yeah, prominent principle. amongst two. Exactly. Like, her fans probably know about it then. And that also means that, say you were a Doja Cat type who made juicy... And then it was on one album, and then you did the colors a year later, yeah. and then you did it with the remix with Tiger a year later. Mm. You could theoretically just keep on rebranding <laughs> it until it eventually mm. got what you wanted. Yeah. So I think that eligibility period and the prominence thing is just complete nonsense. Yeah. Hence my sixth nomination, Aerospace, Sorry to Bother You, as I will discuss later. And. My sixth choice for album was also in the Grammys. Oh. The Lost Boy I by Vivian Corday. <laughs> that was, I think I knew almost all your predictions. That was, I put it as fifth, but I thought that would be what you did. My fifth nomination, maybe surprisingly, is Eagle mm. by Tyler, the creator. I, I'm not surprised it's in there, but I'm surprised yeah. it's fifth. Yeah, I thought you would be. Um, my fifth nomination mm-hmm. is Free Nationals by the Free Nationals. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Which also came out in December. Did it? Yeah. That was earlier. That and Kate Renata's album Bubba both came out on the same day, and I was just like, Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> uh, My fourth place is uh, Everything's for Sale by Boogie. Um, my number four choice was Bubba by Kate Renata. Mm hmm. And yeah. actually, I wrote about it in the ABS <laughs> blog. Great review, actually. Mm-hmm. Well done, Jules. Thank really you. good review, mate. Yeah, top stuff. Another good review of yours. Number three, Cashmere Tears. Oh, interesting. Yeah, my number one, two, and three for me could have been in any order. Yeah. So you might wonder, why aren't we just talking about our number one and number two picks mm-hmm. um, rather than doing this whole confusing bracket thing? And that's because I, well, we both really struggled with ordering. And for me, any of these six could have been my album of the year. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's the same with you. And so maybe we'll come out with a more interesting and more defined answer by the end rather than just being like, oh, this album's really good. I agree. Mm-hmm. And then see you from there. Mm-hmm. Um, my number three mm-hmm. was Eagle. Interesting. By Tyler Creator, as mm-hmm. we've already mentioned. So I won't go more into that. Number two, I think might also be your number two, but I don't know. Grey Area Ooh. by Little Sims. No, because my number two is, is Cashmere, Cashmere Tears. Oh, number one. All right. And your number one's Grey Area. It is. And my number one is Hoodies All Summer. Oh. 
<laughs> you know what? Okay, so in this last episode, mm-hmm. we had a bit of a discussion about hoodies all summer. By Kano, if you don't know. And by Kano. Mm-hmm. And Aaron waxed lyrical oh. for a long time. Some and incredible I points. already am going to tell you, <laughs> there is absolutely no chance of me convincing him that The Lost Boy is a better album. There, yeah, there's zero chance. Even though... I'm going to put it out there. I think Lost Boy is a better album. You're right. There is no chance of me convincing him of um, that. A couple of honourable mentions. When I Get Home by Solange. Really likes that album. I know you didn't like it. I wasn't a fan, but I don't think it was for me either. Mm-hmm. I had Lost Boy as an honourable mention, but that's no point because you've got it already. Yeah. Um, Billy Eilish album, Denzel Curry, and yeah. Rihanna J. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that Rihanna J album. Really, really good. good. Really I really good. liked her. Yeah. Um, my honourable mentions... Ah, Those Feelings Again by mm-hmm. Snow Allegra was so close to making the cut mm-hmm. and it really, really, really took me a long time to work out what to include and sadly it didn't quite make it but it was a really, really, really good album and I highly recommend it. And Press L to Continue by Rom Defoe. Mm-hmm. I really, really... You loved that album. I really it enjoyed good, it. But when you it came, loved When it first came out, I really, really liked it. Mm-hmm. But then I kind of skimmed through it recently and I thought, like, mm. probably didn't last, in my opinion. And, yeah, I think that was all my honourable mentions. We had a small break to do our bracket breakdown. To make up one of the final three. Yep. You have grey area already straight through. Because we, we both picked it. As a high. Pretty high up. Yeah. And it went against Aerospace. Yeah. Which was your sixth choice. Yeah. So Aerospace is now against Free Nationals. But that's on a different side. I'll get there in a minute. Side one. Imagine... Okay, A. <laughs> <laughs> Grey area will go against the winner of Kashmir Tears versus Eagle. Side B has a similar situation where it's just Kano against Lost Boy. Side C <laughs> is... Free Nationals versus Aerospace and Everything for Sale versus Bubba and then the winner of those will then go against each other and then that will create the winner of Category C. I'm really glad the Grammys don't do our... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> We're as, better than the Grammys. Of, as fun We've a game as this it. is, this is a ridiculous way of deciding. <laughs> so basically, Aaron will just read out the battles... Don't think too hard about how they've came about. Yeah, just accept that we've thought about it. It's the most logical way. Although it sounds so confusing. Yeah. First battle is Free Nationals versus Aerospace. Sorry to bother you. Okay, you pitch Aerospace first. How long have I got? 30 seconds. This new album by Aerospace. Possibly his most accessible album to date. Varied beats, but really, really cool. Kind of jazzy, techno-y beats. Almost grimy sometimes. Um, He comes forward with some really original and emotional ideas. He talks about the death of his parents and his struggles with identifying himself in the world. Talks in a really refreshing way about racism on Jim Crow. Not refreshing as in, this is good. But (laughs) (laughs) like a really nice take on just like the silence that people have when they see him. It's an incredible album. Jules. Okay. <laughs> Versus the Free Nationals. So the Free Nationals, if you don't know, are Anderson Pack's touring band. Mm-hmm. And they've released their own body of work. 
which has gotten a lot of other vocalists that are like kind of associated names like Sid from the internet or JID or Chronix and got them to like employ vocals with them. It's very funky, very soulful, brilliant instrument. They're all brilliant instrumentalists and the whole thing like you think of them as Anderson's Pat's band, but they've kind of come into their own on this one and I really, really enjoyed it. Two good albums. Yeah. You listened to the Aerospace album yes. in the run-up to this. Yeah. Aerospace as an artist, like I said, can be quite inaccessible. Yeah. Sometimes he has very long anime skits that go on for a while, but he always has like really emotionally driven songs. And sometimes I was a bit scared about recommending him to people because it can be quite foreign how did you feel listening to it i don't I, to be fair i didn't know anything about him when i mm -hmm. first started listening to the album it starts off really good mm -hmm. and i was like aaron's a bit on the money here that's nice <laughs> and the first three songs i really really enjoyed like the song about jim crow is really good yeah then it starts to tail off and then i kind of lost interest i thought it was a bit samey like his flow is very repetitive his doesn't do a lot with his voice to change I things up. There's a lot of like pitching on his voice, lots of echoing sometimes. It's just I thought the whole thing was just kind of that like underground rapper way of rapping. Nah. Like very MF Doom inspired. No. Kind of boring. <laughs> I wasn't a big fan. I mean you you're not a big You don't like like MF Doom, you don't yeah. like things that are too experimental in yeah. that way. For me, when I listen to that album, I want to then listen to it again. And, I did not feel like that. And I don't feel like that with the Free Nationals album because I feel like it's kind of too long. I, I appreciate that there's a lot of different genres going on. Slightly lacks focus. Um, there's a few songs that I'm not very sure about. I can't remember what they are exactly, but... Sounds like you know your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think... If you like Anderson Pack, you'll like the Free Nationals album. I think that they a little bit tried to cater to the artists they had. Mm -hmm. Like the Chronic song just sounds like a Chronic song, as good as it is. And the Sid song sounds very much like an internet song. But the song with, for example, J.I.D. Mm -hmm. Very funky, very like Bootsy Collins bass inspired mm. and has JID kind of coming out of his comfort zone and doing something very different that I hadn't heard him do before and which really surprised me. Also there are songs where they just jam and have themselves singing and doing things that are really cool. Mm. I thought it was really really good. I thought it was a really enjoyable listen and much... What would you rate it out of 10? Probably 7, 7.5 and I would probably give Aerospace's album five or six. Five or six? Yeah. You're crazy. Because after the first three songs, it just didn't really but it, it doesn't... seem like it was that good. Oh, I really disagree. Well, it we does... have to wrap up. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. What are we choosing? I would say the one half of the Aerospace album that you like is yeah. better than any of the songs on Free National's album. No. What's the best song on Free National's album? Uh, probably Time or... Time's a good song. <laughs> or Eternal Light, both good songs. Yeah, I didn't even mention Time. And yeah. on site, you know what? Time on site, uh, Gidget. You know what? Eternal Light, Oslo. They're all like yeah, ridiculously take it, Jules. good out. It's going through. You know what? 
I got to talk about aerospace anyway, I'm happy. It's fine. So, three nationals win. Three nationals go through. Then, we go to Everything for Sale by Boogie. Yeah. Versus Bubba. Oh, that is a difficult one. That is a tricky. Okay, 30 <laughs> second pitch, let's go. I went first so you can go first. Okay. Bubba, new album by Keichanada. On, on If you read my review of Bubba, then I said that on 99.9%, which was his debut, he had kind of a overall sound, but he would very much go with the feature. Whereas this one, he kind of gets the feature to come to him and kind of pushes the boundaries of electronic music a bit more. It's got a lot of like dancey R&B kind of songs and I think it hones in a lot on Cajunada's sound as a producer. Okay. That was a nice pitch. Thank you. Uh, Boogie, Everything for Sale. It is essentially a relationship album, but also talking about the issues of coming into fame and trying to come into fame when he's still struggling. Um, again, quite an emotional album, but then has a few bangers in there. I was gonna write an article about it, about saying how it's the best album put out for a long time, but overshadowed by one bad feature. But talking about the features, Snow Allegra's on the album, J.I.D.'s on the album, Black is on the album, all put forward really good features, Eminem comes through with one bad verse, and that's all everybody can talk about. But the album is incredible. <laughs> yeah, um, I listened to the Boogie album for the first time yesterday, and I have to say it was really, really good. Really good. Um, Silent Ride, I think I'd heard before, and same with Tired Reflections. Mm -hmm. And Rainy Days I'd heard because Aaron told me to listen to how bad the Eminem verse was. <laughs> I should say, worst line of all time. I'd have to be Dracula's sidekick to be down for the count. Awful. <laughs> I think it's a bit of a bad line, but I don't think it's a, a worse. A bit of a, okay. The, one, the thing I like the most about Keichanada's album was 10% of Kali Uchis. Mm -hmm. And I think that was quite a good reflection of the album as a whole because either side of it, it kind of transitioned really smoothly and mm -hmm. the whole album kind of sounds like a bit of a uh, DJ set. Mm -hmm. And Kate is kind of known for being a DJ on the side. But that song in particular had Caliuchis, who is a bit of an R&B singer. Like she does some dancey kind of more reggaeton-ish songs. But this was her like on a house beat with like clear disco inspiration. And it sounded like nothing song. I'd ever heard from her in a positive way. And it, it really blew my expectations of what she could do as a singer. And I feel like the whole album is about doing that, like getting an artist that you didn't know could do something. Like Mick Jenkins had a I much better he... singing voice on it than I realized he had. But he does, he does, he does sing, that, yeah. but that was like better mm -hmm. than I'd heard him do before. I think you've got two very different albums here. Yeah. And um, one is just like showing how good Kate Renata is, mm -hmm. and the other is showing an emotional progression, a journey throughout the album. Put together songs put together for a reason, um, in order to tell a story rather than just like like you said, like a DJ set, showing how we can do these different things and how artists can come and change to work together on one thing. Even on the songs where Boogie's like more hype songs, like um, I know you don't like self-destruction. But which one was that? <laughs> something something something. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> something, something. Can't 
It's not a terrible song. <laughs> <laughs> if you actually think about what is being said, it's a kind of like a turn-up song about how living the life of a rapper is destroying yourself and yeah. you're just forgetting everything and people will actually dance to anything you say. Basically two very different albums and we need to come to a quick decision. Yeah. I would probably say I prefer Bubba, but I think if we were to choose I think one, I think probably Boogies wins. Everything for sale progresses. Yep. So group B. Yep. Kano, Hoodies All Summer. Yep. Lost Boy. Is it Lost Boy or Lost Boys? The Lost Boy. The Lost Boy by YBN Corday. A good album. Yep. Kano. Hoodies All Summer. Yeah. Possibly controversially, I think it might be my favourite Kano album because when it came to trying to pick Song of the Year, I had down five different songs from that album that I could have picked for what was the best song in of the year. Right. Um, the Lost Boys is a good album. Lost Boys, sorry, is a good album. And it's got high points. It's a good debut album. But I think it, there's a couple of questionable songs... It's a bit kind of all over the place. Whereas Kano's come through with a very clear message. It's a, quite a mature voice. It's an album that you really need to listen to while you're listening to it. I think these two albums have their highs and their lows really interesting because YBN Corday, I didn't really know that much about him before this album. And RMP, probably one of the best songs all year. Really good. And the first half of the album, it's really clear that he is very switched on musically mm -hmm. and it's kind of exemplified by have mercy sweet lord please have mercy baby jesus please save us i know i used up my three favors back to sending like a week late bit of like a 808 heavy like kind of got trap beats yeah and then it leads into a skit where they use kind of the same song phrases and the same like uh, lyrics and turn it into like a gospel mm. song. Sweet Lord, have mercy, baby Jesus, please save us. I know I used up my three favors, but the sin it like we later. And it's clear that like he's so switched on, like he's kind of really intuitive and like knows what he's doing. However, there are definitely some songs that definitely could have got cut. Way Back Home is not very good. I would have said Broke as Fuck. I didn't really like that oh, song. Oh, really? I quite like that. Really, I didn't like that song that much. I felt like there are times when he's trying to do a bit too much. Like, yeah. trying to fit in words that don't quite fit. Yeah, it's a 15-track album yeah. as well. However, that said, Kano's highs and lows are that... His highs, he's talking about things that really, really matter. And we're both Londoners and we kind of understand that like knife crime and people dying when they're younger is a, definitely a problem in London at the moment. Mm -hmm. But he sometimes feels like he's so passionate and raw about what he's trying to say. His flow isn't quite hitting the mark every time. And sometimes the production, I'm like, that is a bit weird. Like, There's a couple of songs where I'm like, uh, where I'm like, the the choice on the beat is a bit strange. There's a few too many switches. Yeah, but some of the beat switches I'm really, really, really not in favour of. But I think it's an incredible album. The way it progresses, to have a song like Trouble and then follow it up with a Kojo Funds feature who's in and out of prison, you're talking about how people need to get off the streets and then you're displaying that even with the people that you're choosing to work with, I think is 
really impressive. Yeah. The variation on the album to go from Class of Deja to SYM. I will say that Class of Deja, I think, is the best grime song I've ever heard. <laughs> Fair. That's good. Because it's so, it so is like what grime is about. Mm. Because it comes, like the Class of Deja, like the name is from this radio station, I think, called Deja Vu. Mm-hmm. Pirate radio station. Which is like, pirate radio is how people like get, uh, Kano and DWE and Getz came about. Yeah. It's like so clear that the structure of this song is so influenced by that era of pirate radio, which basically formed grime as you know it today. And although you'll think of people like Skepta and AJ Tracy maybe as more prominent grime artists, Class of Deja is literally what grime is about. And I really enjoyed that song for that reason. Good. So I think we should wrap up. I'm going to admit defeat, although yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> but I think purely because of the topics that Hoodies All Summer touches on, mm-hmm. it probably should go ahead. But I think The Lost Boy has better, well, in my opinion, better songs that I like, like I enjoy listening to more, but the content of what Kano is saying is probably more important and therefore should go through. Okay. Cashmere Tears versus Eagle, what side do you want to take? (sighs) We both had them, don't we? We both had them. So okay. you know what we don't Let's even have to argue. Let's just Let's talk just about this. Not everything's not everything's twenty four seven argue. We can be friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually don't think this will be that difficult. I think we both prefer Cashmere Tears, and that isn't any knock on Eagle. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really really good album, mm-hmm. but not one that I'll listen to that much. The thing is, the reason why I put Igor in there is I've only listened to it maybe three or four times, mm-hmm. but Tyler the Creator does things in that album that are so, like from a music theory kind of perspective, they're so interesting and so uh, unprecedented that I appreciated that although it's not something I want to listen to all the time, he is clearly very musically talented and is in implementing musical ideas that I haven't heard anyone else do. However, Cashmere Tears is very much more my kind of music taste. And it's very varied, but also kind of still in the same area. And I think songs like 2020, like unbelievably good song. 11, 11, really good. Sugar. Yeah. Even um, Can't Go Back, which is like the lead single, probably not in my top three songs on the album, but still, but like a ridiculously good song. I would say probably no low points on that album. I yeah, I gave a I did a guest spot article for IOM. I read it. It was really music, good. Where I reviewed that album and I gave it a nine out of ten and I stick by that. Yeah, it's a really really good album and like I said, nothing to knock off Igor. Igor actually, I always talk about storytelling because I really like storytelling, but. I didn't even realise what was going on the first time I listened to it. I was just like, oh, he's doing something different. This is good. So to be very brief on something really quite confusing. Yeah. From my understanding, Igor is a persona that Tyler, the creator, is putting forward as himself in his love life because it's something he's always denied in his music. And he's putting it forward and it's about coming to terms with it and then falling in love with people that are straight and then wanting to kill their girlfriend and having like... I didn't get any of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like just kind of the emotional journey of being angry at people and not under, yeah. not understanding yourself. 
it's really interesting, but kind of difficult to grasp. And I prefer Cashmere Don't come after us, Tyler Crater stands. It's just yeah, our no, opinion. Yeah, we said it was good. It's just our opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Shouldn't it be now... Three nationals versus everything for sale. Yeah. Yeah. I think Aaron is not going to let me I think say that three nationals will win. The fact that you were discrediting 99.9% for the fact that it's... I didn't discredit it. No, no, no. I didn't discredit it. I said that's just what Just kind of taking away from it for the fact that it is them tr him trying to cater to other people's style. That's not discrediting it. But it makes it less of his own album. That's not well, That's not true. Which album? Do you think Bubble or 99.9% is better? I enjoy 99.9% more. It's quite a mouthful, isn't it? Just keep saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's probably because you've had it for longer. It's got better songs. <laughs> it's a better album. Either way, the everything, everything for Sale is more of Boogie's album than I feel like Free Nationals is the free nationals even though it's self-titled which is now confusing me <laughs> what would you say goes through um my personal preference is mm -hmm. free nationals mm -hmm. i think that i enjoy listening to their songs more than i enjoyed listening to the boogie songs i think that i quite enjoy like production and that's yeah. quite a big thing for me so i would say Free nationals. Free nationals, but... I but then the production on this album is really yeah, good. Yeah, don't get me wrong, it is really good, but I feel like it's a lot more instrumental and something I haven't heard as much this year, so I kind of applauded them for it. Okay. I still want to put everything to sell. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a story, it's got really well-produced songs, it's got enjoyable hooks, He he is varying his style flow singing whatever you want i was gonna say the rivington which is the closing song on the free nationals album mm. is got some of the worst lyric like some of the worst rappers <laughs> i've ever heard but then, then you just got on a run about how bad eminem was <laughs> <laughs> so i feel like that cancel each other out you like the bag on my dope cook on my dope i had to get a mochi you took all the dope i think e even rainy days is still a good song yeah. Even with Eminem's verse. Yeah. Alright, fine. Boogie wins. Nice. <laughs> um, I wish I could keep a track of how many I've conceded and how many you've conceded. Because <laughs> I bet you I've conceded a lot more than you. So far, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Grey Area versus Cashmere Tears. Oh, that should be in the final three. I'm really annoyed that I have to pick now. Yeah. But I think I know the answer as much as it pains me to say it. And it's Grey Area. Yeah. We haven't spoken about it at all yet. No. So Grey Area, to me, I really did not listen to Little Sims before this album. Mm -hmm. And I knew of her, but mm -hmm. I didn't really know that much of her music. And I actually got put onto this album by you because you Hello. watched the Anthony Fantano yeah. review where he gave it 9 out of 10. Yeah. I thought, that's pretty big for Little <laughs> and Sims I put it on Fantano. the chat with me and Jules have a chat with Superfan Joe. And I put, I remember putting it on there saying, guys, you've got to listen to this new Little Sims album. And we, and you were both a bit like, hmm, okay, unconvinced. Um, but you can't listen to this album and not think it's incredible. And I saw her at Glastonbury mm -hmm. and 
would not even hesitate in saying it was the best thing I saw all year. Really? Uh, not all year, sorry, at Glastonbury. It was so the best thing I saw at Glastonbury. I went to, I'm not sure if anybody follows her on Instagram, she was making a lot of fuss about her last show of the decade. Me and Joe went to that in Kentishtown Forum. And the crowd was a bit weak for most of it, but she was incredible. Like, she rapped, sang, played bass, yeah. played keyboard, drummed. Mm. I didn't realize that she was so multifaceted. Yeah. And that really, really impressed me. Having already impressed me with this album, like, yeah. there are so many good songs on it. Every it's song so is a good song. That She's been influenced by the UK, but also from the US. Yeah. And has kind of found a bit of a unique sound, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. Cashmere Tears, really good. Yeah. But I don't oh, think 100%. it can quite compare to Grey Area by Little Sim. Yeah, I completely agree. So we've got a final three. Everything for Sale by Boogie. Which I'm quite pleased is there, but it's not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> you fought your corner pretty hard. Um, Hoodies All Summer by Kano. Yeah. And Grey Area by Little Sims. It's interesting that we have two British ones. What I was going to say about the Grammys is it's all American. Yeah, yeah. And this has been a really good year for UK music, particularly yeah. UK hip hop. I mean, Laura Connor as well had a pretty good album. Yeah, that should have been an honourable mention, to be honest. Yeah. Um, um, so we have a final three. Yeah. As much as I'd like to say the boogie is in this, we have, <laughs> <laughs> we have a final two. <laughs> um, <laughs> it is Kano versus Little Sims. Yeah. Hoodies All Summer versus Grey Area. Yeah. To be honest, like I said before, where my top three can go in any order, yeah. I'd be happy with either of these as winners. I think it's actually a very, very, very obvious choice, and it's grey area. As you've conceded so many, <laughs> uh, and we both agree that this is an incredible album, let's put it as AVSJ official 2019 album, 2019 album of the year. Congratulations. Congratulations, Little Sims. This is by far the most prestigious award you'll ever <laughs> win in your life. <laughs> On to the next one. Song of the Year. Yeah. The same format. We have six songs. Yeah. So, let's do our top six. Yeah. Jules, kick us off. Number six, Down Bad by Dreamville. Very good song. When I went to see J.O.D., Bass came out and they oh, did that song. It was so good. Amazing. I was so angry to get to that show. Um, my number six, again, one that I struggled with, Little Sims, Boss. That is interesting because my number five yes. is Little Sims 101FM. I did think it would be 101FM. My number five, um, I couldn't decide on Kano, but I think I've gone with Teardrops. My number four, 2020 by Koji Radical. My number four. Um, it's difficult because it doesn't have a name. <laughs> but um, Drew Vandal did a remix of some of Kanye West's Sunday service stuff to make a really cool beat. And then Denzel Curry came and did a verse over it. And if you just go on YouTube and you look up Denzel Curry, Drew Vandal, 
your mind will be blown. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number three. I think you're going to really, really not like this one. Yeah. Vossi Bop by Stormzy. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, sorry, that was rude of me. <laughs> uh, my number three, I also think you won't like. 10% in at number three. My number two... 10%. Oh, well, I thought it would be your number one, so that's fine. My number two, RMP. Okay, my number one, RMP. My number one, Dearly Departed by Brockhampton. And I I'm not remember that. Song. I'm not particularly confident on that. Uh, it's the one about Amir leaving and all their different takes on it. It's really good, though. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, let's put that into some brackets. Okay. So, to explain what is going on again with the brackets, Jules is slightly upset. <laughs> because in order for it to make sense, we need one category to just be RMP versus 10% to create one finalist. And then the other three finalists will be decided of one group, Dearly Departed versus Vossi Bop, Boss versus 2020. That's one group. 101 FM versus Teardrops. Down Bad versus Drew Vandal and Denzel Curry. Which we'll call Sunday Service for now, because that's <laughs> what it says on there. That's how it's going to work. Okay. <laughs> Let's start with 101FM versus Teardrops. We don't need to yeah, argue this need, out. Yeah, yeah. This easy winner. For Jules is an easy winner. <laughs> I wasn't that certain on what song to pick. Teardrops, I picked it because it's got some incredible bars in there but I think I can't not give it to one of one of them so so I'll, I'll let that go through Teardrop's like yeah he might have some good bars but the beat in it is so bad oh no it's so oh, bad oh no I really really did not like it and 101 FM like sick beat sick yeah. bars mm. catchy hook yeah when she performed it live like Shouted out North London, which made me like it even more. <laughs> yeah. So easy, easy, easy. Back when me and Abelino used to make tracks. Living die in the LDN and ends is mad. She's crazy. Trappers in a whole family in the same damn flat. Eve trying to get a salary while Adam out here licking shots to the cats. Don't look. Less easy. Damn bad versus Sunday service, as we will call it. Yeah. I'm not gonna roll over particularly easily. <laughs> <laughs> I think Dunbad, I really enjoyed it because it was the first Dreamville song I heard. Mm -hmm. And Beat is sick, it's got a really cool sample yeah. and a really catchy hook, and they all kind of adapt to this beat that's like quite fast paced. Mm -hmm. And I thought they all kind of like worked well together and had some quite good chemistry on the song. Mm -hmm. Drew Vandal Denzel Curry one is so, a cool it's a really cool song. So it's a it's really cool, cool song. The instrumental is kind of incredible. It's like <laughs> uh, you've got the kind of Sunday service choir looped and then put with some mad drums and turned into something very atmospheric and it feels really big. And there's no like hook or anything, but Denzel Curry just comes with like incredible lyrics after lyrics after lyrics and his mm. flow is kind of relentless and Oh, it's an exciting song. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll concede on that one. So hard to ghost, yet I'm ready to die. Not B.I.G., not limited to the sky. If 
the dubs cried to label me as a prince with a bad bitch that's covered in cheetah print. Oh shit. Because I really did like that Drew Vander one, but I didn't really see it as like an uh, official release. It was kind of just like a. Well, that's the other thing up. is you can't. It's never getting in the Grammys because it's not even a song. <laughs> 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 um, Dearly Departed versus Bossy Pop. Mm -hmm. Dearly Departed is a song about the kind of very public kicking out of one of their core members, Amir Van, and it's about everybody's different take on him leaving. Some people are angry, some people are upset, everybody's confused, and it's got like really nice singing, really nice, again, kind of atmospheric beat. It's a really good song. Vossy Bop, it's a bop, but like... Vossy Bop, I think... I just... I like firstly the beat's really good, it's a bop, you're right. Yeah, it is a bop. Secondly, I think by doing the whole fuck Boris thing yeah. and by having the video like in outside the House of Parliament, I think Vossy Bob is just so unapologetically British in its way of being like, fuck this, I don't like this, and still being catchy, still being relevant, still being able to be played on the radio. And that whole... Does the music video count yeah, towards Yeah, the music it? video counts towards Like, it. the whole thing was so, I don't know, promoted uh, black creativity mm -hmm. and was so well filmed and had so much going for it. And yes, like, it's a bit... It's the chorus of... is a bit stupid. Yeah. But it's really catchy and it gets, like, gets stuck in your head really easily. Whereas Daily Departed... I, if you're a Brockhampton fan, you're probably really interested in it. And I like Brockhampton, but I'm not, like, obsessed with them. And it's cool that they got to talk about it, but I don't think them talking about it means that, like, but I think, it makes it a But I'm deal. not saying that just because they're talking about it makes it a good song. The verses are actually good. The beat is good. The singing is really good. And it kind the of... The flows are a bit... Mm. Yeah, but that you could argue that that reflects the emotional situation. People are all over the place. What I'm gonna say is, when you hear Vossy Bop, it's stuck in your head for a long time. Does that make it good though? Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No, it doesn't. It does. Because <laughs> people try and to crack this code of getting a song to stick with you, even if you don't like it. And if you don't like it, you probably think about it and think about it and think about it, and you probably will get turned. I think Stormzy did such a good job on that, as well as all this other stuff that I talked about. And I think it's actually quite underrated in its... Are there any good bars in that song? Uh, fuck the government and fuck Boris. <laughs> <laughs> and then he rhymes that with Chuck Norris, which is a reference from what, like five years ago? Longer than that. I think it's not actually that good of a song. I feel like if you're outside of the Brockhampton... Yeah. You know what? In a circle, you don't really give a shit about that song. I'll let you have Vossy Pop. My brothers don't die, we just Vossy Pop. I tell you, I got to link me at the coffee shop. Getting freaky in the sheets, we're taking body shots. Then I finish with a fish just to top it off. Do you remember at the beginning of this round, Aaron said, I'm not going to roll over easily on No, that that was about the other bit. Okay, okay, okay. But do you remember that at the... 
the Guardiola category I has had Vossibop and Aaron audibly laugh. I scoffed. <laughs> he scoffed. And look who is through. Yeah, I didn't want you to be gloating, Jules. All right, I was, I was nice there. <laughs> 2020 versus Boss. This Ooh. is difficult. <laughs> Gosh, golly. That is really difficult. Mm. I mean, purely because 101 FM has already mm, got through. I don't think that should be way I would it. more be inclined to say 2020. 2020 is a really good song. Because as well, 2020 had lots of different elements that it was clearly inspired by. Like towards the end, it's got like a really high pitched synthesizer this kind of like dr dre g funk mm-hmm. but it's also got like quite trap beats yeah but it's got like really cool bass line as well and sounds very british it's a very well put together song it's really clever like the way but that so it's clearly so got boss i wasn't saying that okay. i'm just saying these are the pros for 2020. talking about bass lines the bass line on boss is sick yeah comes in with a kind of echoey distortion on her voice that then and it's got the call and response thing of like stop fucking with my heart or something like that yeah so you've got the same sort of thing and it's really good (laughs) i would be inclined to say 2020 but i would not be disappointed if it was boss so i agree um as much as i said it shouldn't matter that there's already a little sims song Mm. in there it probably should matter (laughs) <laughs> Although we've said it's the album of the year, so it makes sense for it to be too. Mm-hmm. Um, let's give it to Koji. Boy, I be the man in 21, 21, yeah. Said by 22 that I'll be closer to the fines. Tighten up my circle, move in silent, get the crack. Belly never empty when you manifest the wine. Though I'd have it all by 23, look at me. Damn, they lost it all by 24. 2020 vision, damn, they lost it all by 24. 2020 vision, now I'm back for good, I'm running off. 2020. RMP 10%. I. <laughs> I think I prefer RMP. Yeah. Um, and I like 10%, but I think for a song that's defined the year for me, it's difficult because RMP uh, 10% came out later. Yeah. But it's so damn funky and catchy. What, RMP? <laughs> no, 10%. Oh, 10%. Yeah, I just. I should be bored of it by now. Yeah. And it's getting there, but I still listen to it and I still enjoy I it. I think. As much as I love Anderson Pack, he mm. does actually have some very questionable bars oh, yes. on RMP that made me be like, why did you say that? Yeah, the chorus, I don't even know what's going on. Yeah. And then son about making girls scream and I yeah. was like, Anderson. Yeah, but then you've got the kind of play between them where he's yeah. like the thing is they have really, really, really good chemistry on that yeah. song. And, and they when have you seen the videos of them performing it? Yeah. They do it really well. Yeah. And the music video for it is really funny as well. And they just look like they're having the best time. Exactly. Ten percent I would say Aaron will scoff at me. I have but scoffed. <laughs> I think it's my favourite ever Katrin Arda song. But I just think you just get so caught in phases. <laughs> <laughs> if you so like one thing for a minute, you're like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> um I think it's the best Keaton Otter song. And as I said before, it made me appreciate Caliuchis for a singer more than I had before. So what you think it should be 10%? Either way, it's a travesty. I mean, you put R&P as your number one song. I so think probably doesn't... R&P is like a more, not outstanding as in like better, but like more mm. notable song. Okay. Yes. And I think probably for that reason, it would be 
I think it should be R&B. <laughs> okay. One of y'all niggas gonna be fucking with me. I got two bad bitches gonna be rubbing my feet. I got three young niggas down the bus at their heat. And all y'all ain't got nothing to me. Ooh, now one of y'all niggas gonna be fucking with me. I got two bad bitches gonna be rubbing my feet. I got three young niggas down the bus at their heat. And all y'all ain't got nothing to me. It really, really, really pains me that 10% didn't go through, but mm. I probably have to give it to R&B. Um, where do you want to start? Bossy Bop 2020? Is that the battle? Yeah. Oh, it's 2020. It's 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday Service versus 101 FM. If we were talking about beat versus beat, yep. I prefer the Sunday Service beat. 101 FM is a nice and fun song, and I do enjoy it. Controversially, Possibly, I prefer Sunday Service. I've listened to it a lot of times. I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would vote for 101FM. The thing is, I just hate Kanye West. But he's and, not on the song. He's but it's his material. <laughs> it's it's, and it's just a choir. And the whole song is realised because he's basically conning people into thinking that he's all about God when it's just a marketing ploy. But the song's and nothing about song, God. It, I guess, is not to do with that. It's but nothing to do with that. It, it's just you. Would that's you, its basis. That's the foundation that made the song. But would you hate on a song because of the sample that it takes from? Yeah, I guess if someone sampled R. Kelly, but instead of fire beat, I'd probably be like. And this is basically okay. just sampling. But he calls it Sunday Service. No, I just gave it that no, name. No, he calls it Sunday Service. There's no name. <laughs> <laughs> no, on the YouTube video, he calls it Sunday Service. Yeah, but, but that doesn't mean anything. That's just. No, that's the it. name of the song. Well, maybe it's saying <laughs> that this should be religious because <laughs> this is gospel. <laughs> Are you happy to put Sunday service through? No, but <laughs> I will concede. Yeah? Yeah. Damn, I'm happy. <laughs> I think that is controversial, but I'm happy. I think it's controversial, but I just... Oh, let gosh. You go In fact, oh, that, was, that was the wrong choice. We've got a final three. Yeah. This time it's much more of a final three. Sunday service, mm -hmm. 2020, mm -hmm. RMP. Okay, I know the winner. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think the winner is? RMP. Why do you think it's better than the other two? Because the chemistry between them, we already said, mm -hmm. really, really good. Mm -hmm. YBN called a put in a really, really, really good rap performance. Yeah. And I think like, really, really nailed it. The beat is so sick and it's quite a bit of a throwback to mm. kind of like late 90s, early noughties, mm -hmm. I felt. And it's really catchy and really enjoyable. And also, more importantly, can be played in any situation, I feel. I'd be really interested to see if they recorded it like together in the booth mm. at the same or time or if they sent each other the things yeah I would have I know probably fought together because they kind of play off each other a bit in Class of Deja they had it where they're all in the studio at once really? and they're using one mic that's pretty cool And but they made a big deal out of that yeah so I don't know if that would be something that I would know if it was R&P I feel like but they the way have they go quite a big budget they can yeah. get two microphones <laughs> but I feel like they probably Kano can't afford to have a <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh, we'll just share today <laughs> <laughs> but I do think that 2020 is a better song oh really well you said yourself that there's some questionable bars in there from Anson Peck yeah I think the song is 
it's good. Something about 2020 for me, it's almost flawless. It is a very good song. It's really good, and so is Sunday Service, and I haven't even really spoken about Vibes and Sunday Service, but it's really good. Yeah, I, I didn't realise that Denzel Curry actually recorded a verse for that song. Yeah. I thought he was just like... And then to do that for a song that you're not even putting out is yeah. quite a big deal. Yeah. I would say Sunday Service is not in the top two. I, I would say that R&B... I agree, but it's, I, it's a proud bird. <laughs> yeah. R&B... I would say it's the word. I bought a Montclair coat for the times where it broke. I'm a wed in the summer on LeBron James boat. Front row, duh, bro. We don't sit on those bleeds. Ain't your pockets obese? They won't fit in those seats. Ain't we like a co-team? Nigga Shaq and Kobe. Like back in 03. I was only like six. I was like 16. But I can give a 16. I can make a bitch scream. That's a bit extreme. I'm not saying 2020 doesn't deserve it, but I would say the R&P. Yeah, go on then, it's R&P. Congratulations. <laughs> Last but not least, yeah. although kind of least in my <laughs> in my perception, um, this will be. Even though we said the song would be quick and it wasn't that quick, <laughs> this will be quite quick. Yeah, we've got artist of the year. Yeah, should we do three to one and say it at the same time? Three, three two, two, one. Dave. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like you. <laughs> I knew you wouldn't like it. Oh, I don't like you at all. Damn. The thing is, mm. I don't like Old Town Road as a mm -hmm. song that much, but yeah. you can't deny the impact that it has. It literally caused a nationwide race debate, got massive controversy with country fans and with Billboard, was his first ever song, <laughs> had the beat purchased for like a nothing fee, mm -hmm. and got, I think, over a billion streams. And basically, he cracked a code of he had to have this particular combination of various elements, uh -huh. and if any of them had been a bit different, it would not have come together. I don't think I agree with that last point. I but think the rest if of it anything all... had have been different, if it had been a different person, or if it had I been like a different putting... genre, mm. or if it had been different whatever, no. it would not have worked. I'm not saying he purposefully did that, Mm. I'm saying that because of all these like stars I don't think the particular together, elements and little formula, I don't think anything's been figured out. And I don't think the, I know this isn't about quality, but I don't think popularity is at all a, it doesn't make it a good song. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. But for person of the year to be able to do that, having no previous music mm -hmm. is like such an unbelievable feat. It is impressive. That I think he's without a doubt person of the year. I wouldn't say without a doubt. Now, Dave. Didn't like his album that much. Neither did I. It was number one album in the country and broke the record for most streams in the first week of a British rap song. Also, rap album. yes, rap album. Sorry. Also, got brought out on stage in Stormzy's headline performance at Glastonbury. Yeah, it did. And I'm not disagreeing with that, but like, that's <laughs> also so did Chris Martin. He was my number two. <laughs> um, but it, it's a big moment, right? Yeah. 
also had probably the biggest or most discussed moment of Glastonbury, which then rocketed some random boy off into becoming famous for a but, few weeks, just by being associated with him for a second. No, that's not because that, it's because he absolutely smashed it. I mean, he didn't, sm he didn't if, really smash it. If you had brought on a guy who just flopped, you would not be talking about that moment. I and think he could have brought on anybody that knew the song and it would have done, he would have had the same That thing. said, he does that at every concert. I know, but so that doesn't mean anything. He still had the most talked about issue, uh, most talked about thing coming out of Glastonbury. And then it also sparked a race debate because everybody was saying, oh, why are people praising Alex from Glastonbury when they were also discrediting um, Dave and AJ Tracy when that song came out and talking about gang violence? I don't think any of and those- And he also got like GQ, one of the men of the year or something. I don't think any of those match up to Lil Nas X. Both of these are artists that we don't particularly care about their music. Yeah. Nothing wrong with Dave's music. It's just not really something that I cared about. His album got really, really well reviewed. Yeah. Also won the Mercury Prize. That's another thing is that Lil Nas X, his album was not well reviewed. And but now he's nominated for all these Grammys. But he's still got all these Grammys because he's basically, he's basically you're gonna scoff when I say this. I will. He has somewhat revolutionized music in the way that in the way that you listen to it. Because he came out and said, all my songs are two minutes long, because when you stream them, they're over faster and then they'll replay and you'll get more streams and more streams. Mm -hmm. And in general, people the way they consume things is like, I need it now, I'm getting as much as I can now, and that's how it is, like I have everything at my fingertips. Whereas before it was like, you had a bit more of a patience with things because you had less of it. I'm not saying like, it's a particularly good thing, but he is changing the way that you listen to music. Whether you like it or not, he has done it. And I think he's affected society as a whole. Society as a whole, Lil Nas Much, much more than Dave. I think, not here. But I that's think... a very narrow-minded way to look at it. Perhaps. <laughs> But I don't, I think you're kind of overstating what he's doing. No, I do agree that he's changing all this streaming stuff. But I just, ah, oh, it's really frustrating for me. I don't say that I'm glad that he is the person of the year. I just think it can't be argued that no one has had more of an impact on musical culture than Lil Nas X this, in 2019. You're right. <laughs> Head is mad at black, got the boosters black to match. Riding on a horse, ha, you can whip your Porsche. I've been in a valley, you ain't been up off that Porsche. Now, can't nobody tell me nothing. What a lovely way to end the podcast. Fuck, that felt so good. <laughs>
album announced mm -hmm. and a single good news has just come out quite emotional i'm very very excited i think i'm going to be crying ugly tears when this album yeah. comes out but that's something to look forward to the other thing to look forward to i think it may have come out on the day of recording or it mm -hmm. comes out soon oh mick jenkins uh, yeah. new album it came out yesterday oh did it yeah i purposely didn't listen to it because then i would only listen to that and then i would forget all my arguments yeah um and it's got like really good production on it. It's got like Black Milk, Stirring yeah, Stars. I Am Nobody's on Yeah, there. very excited. Yeah, those are our recommendations. <laughs> um, next time, hopefully coming sooner, I will say. Yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, until next time, peace out. Yeah.